Hey everyone, a couple of questions this week. The first one comes via text message from Superfan Max. Hey y'all, it's Max. I know it's been a while and I hope you enjoyed your break, but I would love to know what are the gore gags you found yourself laughing at the hardest? One of my favorites is Anne Ramsey's Slam Dunk and Deadly Friend. <laughs> I don't know the reference. What? You've never seen the basketball head. The basketball head explosion. John, is no. that oh the one where like, like they pass the ball to her and her head explodes? Well, they throw it at pass. her head. Well, yeah, pass <laughs> like chest yeah. pass throw. Okay, yeah, I've seen that. <laughs> okay, I think I've seen the deaths in that movie, but I don't think I've actually seen that movie. Okay. It's a good time. Yeah, I vaguely remember that. Okay, uh, I feel super lame saying this because I can't think of anything else off the top of my head. So I'm gonna say diving headfirst into a wood chipper. That's in, <laughs> in Tucker and Dale, it's still one of my favorite gigs of all time. And then trying to grab him by the legs to pull him out. <laughs> and the aftermath reaction is still the one where I think, I think I might've actually been crying laughing so hard. <laughs> um, oh, that, or this one tickles me all the time. And I feel like no one knows, people know the reference. They just don't remember the scene from Ash versus the evil dead. Mm-hmm. Uh, when his friend is, like gets killed, quote unquote, I think this was season two and he just, he's in his car and he's just whipping donuts, <laughs> screaming out his name. He's all drunk. And evidently he'd gotten his hands on some crystal meth or something too. <laughs> so he'd just been whipping donuts. And I think that was the first time I really thought about like how many drugs Ash would probably be on in real life and just appreciate that they just leaned into it. It's like, you got it. He'll do it. Like, yeah, I get it. That's how, uh, that's how stuff kicked off when you were in college. Yeah. I think that's where you're at. Uh, how about you, Zena? Oh my gosh. I have so many. I feel like I'm, I'm that person <laughs> <had> that's, <laughs> that's always laughing at stuff that I don't know if it is supposed to be funny. So um, I have a couple. The first one, we have to talk about the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the one that came out this year, 2022, the ending. If you know, you know. That oh. had me in tears. <laughs> <laughs> like I, you know, so my husband, he works nights, right? And so okay. I recommended him to watch it. And so I could hear him come in and stuff like that. But I was, you know, half asleep. So I was like still sleeping. 25 minutes go by and I guess he I can hear him watching the movie then I just hear him burst out laughing and I knew it was because of the ending you know it's just one of those scenes that's just like was it supposed to be funny I don't know because it was and then the car was just driving away so slow and okay it was supposed to be horrifying but I laughed and then the other one you know I'm gonna take it back to the OG Hellraiser and you know Julia she's the woman that I always just love to hate you know but remember when you know Frank he was all gooey and stuff and yeah, he was just yeah. like <laughs> he was like come here damn you I want to touch you and it's just like ew no you know so that made me laugh <laughs> um <laughs> ew no <laughs> something to to be said about how this woman has it so bad that not even him goopy reanimating from the floorboards and she's still like you know what i would kill for this man oh my like, god clearly she's girl. terrible <laughs> um and then i have to talk about the original candy man because when you think about it like candy man was going around he was killing people he broke a window he stole a baby and he blamed it all on helen <laughs> like it's one thing to like you know go ahead and kill people I mean, I'm not saying I would do it, but go ahead and do that. But then it's just you <laughs> stole a baby and then you're putting everything like just blaming her. That always, even though the movie is very scary, it, it horrifies me. And then the last one, I'm sorry, Friday the 13th, part three with the final girl, Chris. Like, remember when she was in the boat and she was dreaming and Jason was just like scratching at the window trying to get at her. And it's like, clearly she's far away. But I felt so bad for her because that whole night she was just being tormented, you know, getting all dirty and sicky, him just ripping her jacket, killing all her friends. And then <laughs> once again, and he just came to torment her in her dream. So yeah, um, th there's there's more, but I, I'll stop there. So yeah, those are those are the ones. Thank you, Max. Thank you. How about you, Megan? Uh, I think I would like to vote for all, an entire movie. Um, Ooh. The uh, Ricky O, the story of Ricky. <laughs> yeah. Everything in that movie makes me laugh beginning yeah. to end. If we're talking about more explosions and impossible <laughs> gore effects, like the human body does not do these things. 
And it's great. Um, it's the same director who also did The Seventh Curse. And I am a fan of all of the moments in that one, too. It's like, this is the most nonsensical gore, and it's the best. Um, grinding kids up shouldn't be a laughing matter, but it is in The Seventh Curse. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, those two. I mean, and then there's the obvious low-hanging fruit, like everything's supposed to be funny and dead alive, mm-hmm. and it is. So yeah, yeah. So yeah, fair enough. And now we got a call. Hey, Dark Trio. My name is Tiff, longtime listener, first-time caller. Uh, I have a question for you guys. Um, I am a sucker for soundtracks in a horror movie. In addition to the score, I just really love a well-placed song in a horror movie. Uh, a couple examples that come to mind for me are uh, Don't Fear the Reaper in X. I also really love the way they used Betty Davis' eyes in The Final Girls and Total Locus of the Heart in um, Strangers Pray at Night. And I was wondering if you guys have any musical moments in horror films like that that you really love that stand out to you. Uh Thank you so much for your podcast. You guys are my comfort podcast. Anytime a new episode comes out, I'm just, I'm so happy. Um, I really love the show and keep doing what you're doing. Thanks. Bye. Thanks, Tiff. I'm super excited because I have a few answers to a question and I'm not just going to be scrambling for time, but I'm not going to give it to you up front. All right. You got to earn it. Megan, you first. (laughs) It'll be worth it. Oh, just the time, the time earning. Um, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so I could go on forever, but I will not. I will keep it down to a couple. Um, the first one that popped in mind was the the Oingo Boingo, No One Lives Forever from Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2. You know, where yes. the, the college kids are driving down the road and you got the dancing hitchhiker oh, meat yeah. suit. Like, that part's <laughs> the best. Um, and then I realized I could, this is probably largely why I like, you know, heavy metal horror because there is so much musicality to them. Um, I would be remiss to to not mention Black Roses, the opening. Like I saw a trailer for this in a in a theater that was it was just like a bumper playing at Alamo Draft House pre-screening. And I saw it and I was obsessed and I needed this movie in my life and it did not disappoint. But it's that opening with like Lizzie Borden's Me Against the World with the the singing demons on stage. The best. Um and then there's like there's a bunch of obvious ones, but I will I will leave it I will leave it there. Nice. How about you, Zena? So I know Tiff already mentioned it, but there is something about you know don't fear the reaper. Every single time when I'm watching mm. a horror movie and I hear that, like most recently in X, I knew something terrible was going to happen, you know. Um, but then I guess this one's not really a horror; it's more of a thriller. But I'm going to talk about the guest because I'm obsessed with that movie and the song "Oh Antonio." It just does something to my soul. It's like, it's like if you want my attention and I'm a, a mouse and you leave out cheese, I'll find it. So that's how I feel about that song and just really connected to it. Oh, nice. Um. So I guess part of my, well, part of my answers, sorry, I have like five or six that I could think of, but I think it kind of depends on what you consider horror. Like if American Psycho is horror, why would it then not it has be? To be the, yeah, girl. Well, I mean, you're not a girl. Sorry. <laughs> Peggy. Peggy. Thank you, Zena. Thank you. <laughs> Peggy. Uh, uh, I mean, I, I like Silence of the Lambs is an argument too, if it's horror or not, if people are going to adopt it as horror, if it's psychological or a thriller or whatever. But um, like the hip to be square scene in American Psycho, I think stands out pretty hard. Um, I got to say Deo in Beetlejuice, especially <laughs> in my family for as often as that song was sung. Um, I still believe in the Lost Boys. I was, like I, mean. I literally have a note here. That says John, sax guy in the Lost Boys. Do you still believe? I'm just gonna hold you to this. It. Yeah, if you don't say it, I was gonna be like, wait a minute, your list is your list is incomplete. Uh I really love um what's the musician's name? He sang the rendition of Mad World in Donnie Darko, Jules. Oh uh, I know you talk, I don't remember something, his name. Yeah. Super haunting. Love yeah. that version though. It's fantastic. Mm. And then the one, it's kind of a weird poll. Like, we've never, I don't think we've even ever discussed this movie. Tales from the Crypt Bordello of Blood. I like The that. vampire killer scene <laughs> when they play Ballroom Blitz. 
Okay. Don't know why. It's not a, it's not a particularly good like high up on the charts for me as far as movies I want to watch. Something about as soon as Ballroom Blitz comes in and you're going to watch a bunch of vampires die, like that works for me. It's kind of like I don't know the song, but whatever Los Lobos is playing in Dusk Till Dawn mm. when all the vampires start killing people. Like, but I don't know the name of that song, so, so that doesn't is, really help. This, this is like question. the B movie version of that. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Sure. Okay. Uh, so yeah, I think that was pretty good for me. That's pretty good. Like music cues. I thought of another one because you mentioning that Jules one. Um, yeah. This was also in recently *Malignant*. Uh, the Pixies. Where's my mind? They play that often in mind, horror yeah. movies. Yeah, that's a good song. Okay, that's it. Sorry, I thought it was going. Oh yeah, girl. Okay. <laughs> I feel like that you was, just had a whole conversation thought, over there. Because I thought she got to be like, yeah. It is, though. I agree with you. Yeah. <laughs> it just it's getting my gears turning. It's like stir of echoes, paint it black. Like, yeah. we can needle, oh, needle oh, drop the entire one. movie yeah. or the entire yeah. episode based around music moments. Yeah. Yeah. No, speaking of things that we'll apologize for later and then slowly trail off while we're doing, welcome to the Buddy Disgusting Podcast, everyone, the podcast where we discuss all the disgusting things we love in the horror world. And to help us discuss the disgusting, you know her as lead movie critic for Bloody Disgusting, horror movie fanatic and journalist Megan Navarro. Hey, Megan. Hi. And you know her from her YouTube channel and the website Real Queen of Horror and her infant love for the genre, Zena Dixon. Hey, Zena. Hello. And I'm John. I'm John. See, I should have gotten big there. I should have gotten, ah, whatever. If you're listening to this on a Wednesday when the episode drops, we hope your week's been filled with all the best kind of horror. And if not, we're going to do a quick round the table for the movies, books, games, or anything else in horror that are making the three of us smile right now. Maybe there'll be things that'll make you smile too. Zeno, what's been filling your heart this week? Well, guys, first, I missed you guys. I hope that you missed me. Missed you? Yeah. Always. Yeah. Okay. Oh, uh, musical. She's keeping it. It's, it's musical theme. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I can't. Don't don't make me no, do that. No, sing, sing. <laughs> <laughs> we need more cowbell. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I had uh, the opportunity to finally check out Significant Other 2022 on Plex TV. Sinister events plague a young couple a when they Plex take a. Or... Is that a rental? Like I know it's on Paramount Plus. It's on Plex as well. It is. Yeah, because oh, okay. there's like an extension thingy through it. Oh. Um, yeah. I did not know Plex did that good to know yeah it's pretty magical um so yeah just this couple they decide to go back on a backpacking trip um through the woods i don't know why but whatever whoa okay (laughs) um so if you guys didn't know like listeners we for me and i'm pretty sure with john and megan like you guys like write out your notes what you're gonna say right all i have for the notes you think that what i say on this show is predetermined it could be john i don't know you're a magical man you know things so that's a special kind of insanity for the person (laughs) who writes down the stuff i say well All I have for this movie, like the note section is in capital letters, this movie. That's it. Um, So that's all. That's all I have. So, yeah, guys, this movie is very awesome. I did not expect it to take the turn that it did. It's full of tension. It has an awesome score. Um, It has like a really cool, creepy atmosphere. Uh, It's just, yeah, just watch it. Um, Don't watch any trailers. Not that it reveals anything, but to be honest with you, don't watch any trailers, read any reviews. I just recommend going in blind and checking it out. I thought I was going to have a nice night. I mean, I did, but it was just kind of like, oh, you know, when (laughs) things were happening. So. Well, this sounds very much like Megan's review of Barbarian too. It's like going blind and holy shit. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's not as as like Barbarian was just like whoa, but this is like ah, you know. So there's, <laughs> there's like, <laughs> oh, I see. Whoa versus ah. Yeah. There's like of levels. Course. <laughs> there's like levels. There's like levels to it. So, but yeah, I, I highly recommend it. And then I finally checked out uh, the the comedy, um, Hell Baby from 2013 on Hulu, an expectant couple who moves into the most haunted house in New Orleans, call upon the services of the Vatican's elite exorcism team to help them save, to help save them from a demonic baby. I remember hearing about this movie like years ago, but for some reason I just, you know, I never checked it out. And uh, we talked about this before. It, I like gross out butt humor, you know, it makes me laugh. <laughs> You know, it's very silly. They'll literally just be like butt cheeks, and it's just like it'll make me giggle. You know, butts and poopers make her laugh. Yeah. 
gross out butt humor. It's it's <laughs> hilarious. It has a great cast, but the standout for me is Keegan-Michael Key. Um, he's hilarious. He's, he's their neighbor. He just shows up in their house, you know, unexpected. It's very, um, there's like some, cre- they're not going to say they're creepy. They're supposed to be creepy, obviously, but it's just more funny. Like there's someone that is you think when you first see is like a ghoul or a ghost, but it's that's not like that's a regular person and everybody's fine with it, you know. Um, but yeah, it's just it's it's a good time if you want something that's funny and lighthearted. It doesn't take itself too serious at all. And also it has um, these really long, drawn out scenes of people eating like a sandwich. But it is the most hilarious thing that I've seen in a while. So that's what I watched. I love it. Nice. Is it my turn or your turn? <laughs> Who goes? I don't know. What are we going to do? <laughs> Flip a coin. I don't have any coins. What See, year do you think this is? <laughs> you, Rock, you paper, pick. scissors. You pick. Uh, Megan goes. Okay. Um, I've realized that I kind of had like this literary adaptation double feature thing going this week. So that's mm. fun. Um, I watched Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio. It is currently in limited theaters and I think it'll expand a little bit more and then it will be on Netflix on December 9. Um, no, it is not a horror movie, but I feel like horror fans would like this, especially if you're a fan of Guillermo del Toro and darker retellings of uh, fairy tales, which I am an easy mark for. Um, so yeah, this is a darker version of the classic uh, children's book, but it's an Italian. I cannot remember. I'm not. I'm not going to say it. it's like Carlos something, um, who wrote the tale that Disney later made even more famous. It is nothing like the Disney version. This is set against. Um, it's like the 1930s uh, fascist Italy. So there are deaths. There is death. There is mm. a wood sprite. There is like. Um, kind of reinterpretations of some of the stuff that you if you're familiar with the disney version there's definitely going to be shakeups from that uh there's no carnival there's like war camp um it's really really good it's stop motion animated it is absolutely breathtaking um gris grimly did the design character design of pinocchio himself um but yeah it's like a jim henson production so gorgeous gorgeous uh look of the movie and then you've got Guillermo del Toro's um sensibilities his darker appreciation for classic fairy tales um it's just it's amazing so it's good for the whole family but for grown-ups and horror fans they can appreciate it I highly recommend it even though again it's not horror I know it is I'm cheating (laughs) whatever question are there donkeys no but they I, I there's like that's a giant... ass humor, not butt humor, folks. <laughs> yeah, no, there there probably are asses, but not in the literal sense. Okay, okay. Um, but there is like a giant monstrous dogfish. It's it's like the creature mm. in the novel, not like this giant whale. Okay, so yeah, it's a little bit more faithful, but also not. It's it's good. It's very good. Um, and then because it just turned 30, I watched Bram Stoker's Dracula, which is on Paramount Plus. I don't even think I need to say much for this one. I'm pretty sure everybody knows. Um, but it's, you know, Count Dracula. He comes to England to uh, kind of get in bed with his former lost love who died centuries ago. Um, but, you know, he's a vampire, so doesn't go well. Um yeah, I don't know what else there is to say, except it's such an impeccably done movie, at, just at every facet, but especially mm-hmm. because of Eiko Ishioka's uh, costume designs. Like, that yeah. is the movie. That is the sense. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Did it win an Oscar for costume design? It did, yes. Um, so. Yeah, she won an Oscar for that. Um, I think there was there was Oscars for makeup as well and sound editing, I believe. It won three Oscars. Nice. Okay. So, yeah, good stuff. Good stuff. So I've been very busy lately. <laughs> you I, don't say. <laughs> it's crazy, isn't it? I think we were when we recorded the last episode the next day, I think I went to New Orleans. Our post-October, like, take a few days to decompress. And I love New Orleans so much. Uh, in the words of the bard Zena, it's magical. <laughs> oh, you're me. a bard. Yeah. And thank you she for the pictures. They're You're great. welcome. 
Yeah, I, I tried to get some pictures inside of like uh, Marie Laveau and um and uh the one that Tony Todd works at. <laughs> <laughs> Reverend Voodoo's. Reverend Voodoo's, thank you. Yes. But they are very as soon as Rev- you step in. Yeah, yeah. I think it's Rev Voodoo's. Reverend it's Zombies Voodoo Shop. Reverend Zombies Voodoo Shop. That's what it is. And the moment you walk in, there's a security guard that immediately says, No pictures, no FaceTime. No, jeez. No, there was Oops. like a third or no videos. So I was like, ah. oh well. Honestly, <laughs> it's it's they're very kitschy. They're fine. You can get masks and voodoo dolls and stuff like that, and and it's fine. There's so much more to New Orleans than that. It's just mm-hmm. a very Bourbon Street type feel, like for the tourists. Um, but I just love it so much. There's so much to eat and see and just experience there it's like got to feel like nowhere else <laughs> it's kind it's kind of like the very slow down version of new york city to me because it just it has such a specific feel more than any other place it's just ah, i love it i'd go much more regularly if i could take me because and then i came home for about 18 hours and went to chicago for the live show uh which Nobody has said they hated, so I'm going to take that <laughs> You as did a good great. Sign. I wasn't there, but I know it. We know oh, it. Oh, thanks. Uh, and thank you to those of uh, listeners who made it out to the show. I greatly appreciate you taking the time to see us live for our first show and maybe not the last. People might be talking about doing another that I don't know. You seem scared. <laughs> <laughs> don't be scared. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so anyway... <laughs> Any like we had a few people who were really anxious to meet us afterwards. Oh wow! Um, like anxiety, and and I get it. Like especially if you've like listened to someone's voice for a long time, or you really like a product they create. And same with a writer or something too. People get nervous to meet people who create something they really enjoy. And honestly, like we're so full of anxiety before performances. Like you don't. We're we're like the same level. Like you might be nervous to meet us, but we were nervous as hell (laughs) to meet all of you. So thank you very much. Um, it was greatly appreciated. We had a great time. I enjoy Chicago too. I was just, I was only there for like, not even, I was there for like 36 hours. So it was a very short trip. Uh, so I didn't have a, a ton of time to watch stuff. The stuff I watched on the plane, I wouldn't necessarily call horror. Bodies, bodies, bodies is borderline. Yeah. There's it's enough overlap occasion. that it's like, yeah, it's. It's worth discussing. Yeah. But instead of talking about that, I decided to talk about Cabin in the Woods. A tried and true favorite, yeah. Which is on Tubi. Which I don't know if I watch or I've already talked about on the show. We've done a lot of these. We've done a lot of these. (laughs) And you'd think I'd just look it up. I'd bookmark our letterbox or something. But I, why, why, why do that? Why, yeah. Just just go with the comfort So for those of you who haven't seen Cabin in the Woods. Five friends go for a break at a remote cabin where they get more than they bargained for, discovering the truth behind the cabin in the woods. I mean, I don't really need to dive into this. If you haven't seen Cabin in the Woods, go watch Cabin in the Woods. And if you have seen Cabin in the Woods, you know, go watch Cabin in the Woods. <laughs> it is. It. I remember watching it the first time and it, it blew me away the first time I saw it. I was like, I've never seen anything like yeah, this. The same. way that it plays on the tropes and the cliches. And at the same time, at the same time, like bending with them and resisting them (laughs) and the humor like across the board. And it's just, I I love it so much. Like I kind of forgot how much I liked it. I'm like, oh, okay, I'll turn it on for a little bit and (sighs) kind of see because it kind of went with something that I did in the live show. And then I was like, I'll just watch it. I'll watch like 20 more minutes. It's fine. And it's like, then you get to the end and. I won't spoil the ending for anyone seeing it. It's been out for a while, but I still don't it's want to spoil it. It's been out for a while. Yeah, it has. Come on, guys. It's like 2012 or something. <laughs> uh, but I used to hate the ending so much. I used to be so bitter towards the choice that the char- the choices that the characters made at the end. And now, towards the end of like political like ads like time of year, I'm like, I get it. <laughs> like, all right, go ahead. I don't need any more of that in my life. Uh, so, yeah. So, if you don't know what I'm talking about, go see it. If you do know what I'm talking about, do you agree or disagree? Call it. No, that's later. I'll talk <laughs> about that later. Uh, so, yeah. Kevin in the Woods. Love it. And 
actually, and I've been watching Cabinet of Curiosity, which I'm not going to talk about because Megan's already talked about, but I'm, I'm digging this a lot. Like I am liking this so much more than I thought I would. Wow. Because I was expecting it a little bit more on the campier VHS 99 or Tales from the Crypt side. It's not, because it's not campy, but it's not straight horror either. I I don't know. Like it's hard to describe. Each segment has stood, stood apart for me as this really unique experience and the first, I mean, starting with the first one, Tim Blake Nelson has quickly become one of my favorite all-time actors. You know, after between like Watchmen and Buster Scruggs, and like it, he's he's such a fantastic actor, and he's a terrible person in the first episode. <laughs> yeah. But I watched it because I really wanted to see Megan's recommendation for the Panos Cosmatos uh, bit, and I get why she loves it so much. Like it is, boy, talk about a thing that is its own. You've never seen anything like you like that. There's no segment in an anthology or TV series that's anything like it. And it is sold so hard. The acting across the board is great. Mm-hmm. But Peter Weller yep. Yep. is so perfect in that role that it made me go and watch 1995 Screamers on Tubi. Nice. A military commander stationed off-planet during an interplanetary war travels through the devastated landscape to negotiate a peace treaty, but discovers that the primitive robots they built to kill enemy combatants have gained sentience. So this one is based on a Philip K. Dick novel. Um, I haven't read anything from Philip K. Dick. I keep, he's one of those I keep meaning to because I like the movies that have turned, or like, um, was Altered Carbon based on Philip K. Dick? I don't know. <laughs> right I'm trying to remember if that was, because I loved Altered Carbon. And uh, you know, Blade Runner, of course. And so I've, I keep meaning to read the books. And I think they're pretty different from the stuff that he writes. Probably. And Screamers, Screamers is not without its flaws. <laughs> Let's put it that way. The CGI is beyond dated. Uh, the acting is pretty cheesy uh it's a, the plot's a little bit spotty <laughs> but it's still fun it but is. it's still so much fun <laughs> and peter weller's another one of those guys where i i feel like it was his choice to be involved in the level of acting that he was in like he was more specific about his roles i mean ro- he was robocop yeah and he was buckaroo bonsai <laughs> You know, and and then he kind of disappeared for a while and he popped up in Dexter and like kind of like came back through stuff. He's got his master's degree in art. He's fluent in Italian. He's a a massive fan of jazz, which shines through in Cabinet of Curiosities. Like I told, I think I've said this before with Peter Weller. He kind of speaks like he's a jazz musician. He's got this really specific, like, going to call you a cool cat like but like the cadence of his voice like he almost speaks to a rhythm that like he hears this music in his head as he's delivering and he delivers like the lines like with weight at the same time like almost (laughs) ominous he's not a big guy i imagine if i was standing next to him he would like fit inside me that was a weird way of putting it. That was really (laughs) weird i just like had some crazy imagery like this is a horror movie in the making Ooh. Copyright, trademark. But you're selling uh, us on it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the night John ate Peter Weller. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, I ate so much in New Orleans. One day, for sure, it felt like I might have eaten Peter Weller. <laughs> it was delicious. Too. Who's a cute food baby? Uh, yeah. I'm going to name him Peter Weller. <laughs> We're making it weird today. Yes, oh, stop yeah. it. Well, what? <laughs> welcome back, everybody. Did you miss us? Are you ready for us oh. to leave again? <laughs> so anyways, Screamers is super dated and cheesy and everything else. And it's still its own specific kind of magic. If you're, I don't know if you're a 20 year old or so, could watch Screamers and be like, yeah, and get into it. <laughs> But I appreciate you if you can. With the right pizza, friends, mm-hmm. possibly mm-hmm. beer, 
anything is a good time. Yeah, but you'll be especially fine. when you have like incognito robots trying to kill everybody. <laughs> yeah, I mean, just the principle of the screamers themselves. The CGI might be weak, but but it's I the ninety. Like re- it's nineteen ninety five. No, no CG is like amazing. Mm-hmm. Well, very rarely, but you, usually it's blended with practical. But you, yeah. pure VFX, yeah, no, no. <laughs> Maybe they, you can they, even. I was gonna say maybe you can even make a drinking game out of it. That could be fun. Oh to get god! Through it. <laughs> <laughs> Drink every time a robot screams. Dead, <laughs> dead. No. Don't do that. <laughs> There's a scene towards the end. You're gonna. That's a long keg stand. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was just like I said. It, it helped scratch a Peter Weller itch for me, and it's it's just good fun. I appreciate like you don't always need high art. No, yeah. I, I I love a good B horror movie. Um, I'm surprised you went Screamers. I I'm impressed that you went Screamers like over Leviathan. Um, uh, I think yeah, would, I feel like I've be done solid. Leviathan recently. Oh, that's fair. I think I did Leviathan early in our run. Probably. And I, I was yeah, and I, well, I also saw Screamers pop up on Tubi, so that helped like at least kind of plant a seed in the back of my head. And I just hadn't watched it for a while, and I was like. I know that this isn't great, but I know I'm going to enjoy watching it. It's so funny. That's all that counts. Because it's like all that matters. It pops up. Of course it pops up because I just bought it at a Scream Factory sale. Of course. (laughs) That's how that works. Anytime I buy a movie on VOD, I end up, it ends up being free almost automatically. Yeah. Well, like the, the order. Like I ended up like renting the order on Prime, and the next day it it's popped like up on HBO. I'm like, no one has ever shown the order on a streaming service, and it started the day after I got it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's data. There's data pools there. People are renting it. We will acquire it. Mm-hmm. Another movie with Peter Weller. Go watch the order. Yeah, there you I already go. said that like weeks ago, but uh, so yeah. Okay, before we move on, what do we watch and how do we watch it? I checked out Significant Other on Plex TV and Hell Baby on Hulu. I watched uh, Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio, which is currently in select theaters now and will be available on Netflix on December 9th, and uh, Bram Stoker's Dracula on Paramount+. And I watched, I think it's 2012's The Cabin in the Woods on Tubi and 1995's Screamers, also on Tubi. All right, I think I need a little help this week because now I'm in like a post-October, post-anxiety, everything kind of slump. And I feel like I'm going to just, I'm going to plug my Xbox back in and play video games if you guys don't give me a movie to watch. So I need homework. Okay. Megan, do you have homework? I mean, are you completely avoiding the the quote unquote readers still or no? Oh, no, I think I have time for readers. So yeah, what was the one that I missed? The Innocence on Shudder? Oh, God damn. Okay, <laughs> that's right. I forgot which one it was. All right, here we go. <laughs> I mean, I gave you an out because I had backup. If you were like, no readers. Oh, reading is no, that's fun. fine. Reading is fundamental. Reading, <laughs> reading is fun. It that's is. right. Yeah. Uh, no, that's fine. Yeah, I. That's that's fair. I needed to circle back on that anyway. Uh, Zena, how about you? I'm ready for you to start watching some holiday stuff. You know, son of that's... a bitch. I knew that was going to happen. <laughs> okay. Well... <laughs> What? All right. Well, what's the matter? It's homework. What do you got? Eat your vegetables, John. You don't want any horror what? Christmassy no, holiday? He does. Okay, thank yeah, you. Yeah, no, man. go ahead. Well, no, well, I am I am at your mercy. All right. Well, have you seen Silent Night from 2012? I I can't imagine that I have. There's so few holiday horror movies that I've watched. I'd be amazed if I had seen Silent Night. Okay. Um, it is available on Shudder. Look, you don't even have to Silent hop Night. over to a different service as if it's super hard to yeah, use the remote. Live your best life on Shudder. <laughs> that should be go. their their slogan. Wow. Remote? Voice remote? Come on. I don't even <laughs> need to type anymore. I just tell the TV what I want and it <laughs> gives it to me. Fancy. Love the future, and it's the 2012 version. Just so you know, yeah, I made sure to okay. I made sure to write that one down. I mean, Otherwise. but if you did watch the other one, that one's still a good time too. Silent Night, Deadly Night. I think I've actually seen Silent Night, Deadly Night. Okay, okay. 
All right, enough about what we've been watching this week. It's time for Megan to bring us up to speed on the news and trending topics in the world of horror. So what's going on, Megan? Darren Bozeman's reboot Spiral from the Book of Saw pulled in $40 million worldwide last year, reviving the franchise and paving the way for more sequels. Um, another brand new Saw movie is indeed on, in the works, and in news specifically tailored to confuse and confound John, <laughs> Saw 10 <laughs> will bring Tobin Bell back to the franchise as horror icon John Jigsaw Kramer. That's not fair. You totally cut me off from when I was going to be like, what? He's been resurrected. He had his brain transferred and I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I knew the moment that it just the moment I read this, I thought of you and the conversations that we have had about how insanely intricate the timeline has gotten in this franchise. Um, How Bell, have we learned nothing from the Halloween series? No. Uh, but, you know, this, this, this is the entire franchise's identity. If anybody can make this work somehow, it will it will pinpoint the precise bit of time in the past that we have not yet covered. I don't know. Uh, that John Kramer looked 10 years older than he did in any previous <laughs> installment. <laughs> shh. Sh- no, none of that. None of that here. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how it would go, but um, he will. Uh, Tobin Bell will reprise his signature role um, as Lionsgate and Twisted Pictures prepare to go into production later this month on the next installment of the Billion Dollar Saw franchise. The new film is slated to release October 27, 2023. Um, so franchise stalwart Kevin Gruter, who directed the uh, Saw 6 and saw the final chapter and edited Saw 1 through 5 and Jigsaw, is directing the project. So heavily intertwined with this franchise. Um, we have no idea what the character... I, there's no plot details at this time. I, I, we can only begin to speculate. Um <laughs> But to, you know, go back to wrong. Well, we would be so wrong. But just to further kind of elaborate or paint this picture of how confusing this is, um, the character of Jigsaw was memorably killed off in Saw 3 back in 2006 with the character popping up in flashbacks throughout pretty much all the other installments just about except for, you know, Spiral. So I have no idea what they have in mind to to what are they? I don't know. What are they going to do, John? John, what are they going to (laughs) do? I don't know. I'm so confused. I'm confused by the news of it happening. I just yeah. hope that I don't even know how I'll feel about the movie. I just hope that it's something outrageous and over the top. That's what I feel like we need, you know? Yeah. Oh, I'll watch the shit out of it regardless. <laughs> yeah, we totally will. And we will totally opine about the weird, convoluted uh, timeline that this franchise has. And we'll still be wrong, but it'll be a great time. Oh, yeah. 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 Um, and, you know, speaking of going back in time, maybe, I don't know. I have no segue, <laughs> no good segue. Uh, but it has been 13 years since the release of the last Friday the 13th movie, the 2009 remake. Uh, the franchise has been trapped in a messy legal battle ever since. Um, but guess what? We're getting some Friday the 13th. Uh, Peacock has Ooh. ordered out Crystal Lake, a Friday the 13th yeah. prequel series from Brian Fuller who was behind Hannibal, the TV show. Really good. Uh, maybe even more unexpected is that A24 is the studio behind this. How awesome. And, mm. Did anybody have A24 doing a Friday 13th movie uh, or series on their bingo card? No. I did not. Of course. Oh, you did. Uh, okay. You guys are no yes. good at bingo. Oh, yeah, we are not. I'm not. John, you're, you're our, our bingo ringer. Uh, so yeah, there you go. So Peacock has given the project a straight to series order with Crystal Lake being described as an expanded prequel to the original Friday the 13th franchise. This show will be written by Fuller, who is a showrunner and executive producer. Victor Miller, who penned the original film in the franchise, will executive produce alongside Mark Tobroff, uh, Rob Barsamian in A24. Um, that last name is important because Variety broke the news that they announced that this series was happening. They updated that initial announcement later that day that Rob Barsamian is on the board of uh, he's on board the Peacock series. It means that like his being tied to the series means that they have access to all of the film elements as in like there was initial speculation the moment that news dropped that it was just going to be like a Pamela Voorhees Mm -hmm. prequel series. They were going to be tied because of legal battle where they couldn't do, you know, adult hockey mask, Jason. That's not the case. 
Jason Voorhees is actually not off the table in this instance. So that opens up a lot of possibilities. We may be a lot closer to getting like a prequel sequel than we thought. Um, I'm pretty excited about all of the names attached to it. Um, Yeah, I'm on board. I don't know how you guys feel about a series. I'm 100% for it. I feel like it is about time. We need it It now. Overdue. Yeah, John. John's got the... Mm. He's got the thinking mm. cap on right now. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. Pre- prequels with me are... Uh, what about Bates Motel? You didn't like yeah, Bates Motel? Fight. No. No. I thought it was fantastic oh, acting. Okay. My wife adored the series. <laughs> I don't like a prequel series. Mm. I don't... It, it's... Because no matter what's set up, all I'm thinking of is like, but how'd you still... How'd you get to that? I'm sorry, but how did that kid get to Norman Bates? I don't believe it. I don't believe that that kid became Norman Bates and that was his mom that turned into the corpse in a rocking chair. I don't know. He was pretty unhinged, like from the first episode. He was unhinged, but the thing is, like, it was a sustained unhinged. I don't know. Nope. Didn't see it. I don't, I don't, I don't, nope. Okay. Nope. <laughs> All nope, right. Don't like it. I don't like it. I did. I, I also did not, I did not like Hannibal. Wait, no, not Hannibal. What was Oh, the, we were um, about to fight. Hannibal Rising. <laughs> Hannibal Rising. Oh. Where they explain why he's a cannibal. Ah, don't do that. I don't want to do that. No. You prefer like, the got, mystery? I Kind of, yeah. <laughs> um, I've talked about it before on other things, like, especially, especially, like, in podcasting, like, if you do audio dramas, it's very, very popular for anything, really, to do cliffhangers, right? Mm-hmm. A TV show, whatever. But the problem is, is a cliffhanger, it allows you to create the answer before you find the answer well how often is the answer ever something that you thought of and how often is it a letdown from what you wanted it to be like i don't so i don't like the concept of a prequel because if i've really liked the character i think i'm yet to see a prequel that satisfied uh, satisfied the the what the character became to me and me personally like you know, like I don't particularly like having my hand held anyway. I don't need to know. Like it takes the mystery away. It, mm-hmm. it takes some of the fun away from me. What mystery, though, is there for you for Jason Voorhees? Well, the the bigger part with Jason Voorhees that concerns me a little bit is he's often referred, like, he's often portrayed as a special needs kid. So I'm more wondering about what the content is going to be about the abuse that this set this special needs kid endured. Like at camp and stuff like that. Like I don't want to watch that. That's so assuming I'm more. You, that, that's a lot of assumptions so far. Though. Oh, it totally is. No, I understand. It could be fantastic. And or much like, and be... John John Kramer might actually have been in outer space this whole time. Yeah, there and then you he go. came back. There you go. See, he was in interplanetary, <laughs> so, and that's why he's older. <laughs> But, like, because like, time traveled differently by the black hole. The future. What if Jason isn't even in it, is what I'm saying. Like, there's mm-hmm. a possibility. Then I'm not really interested. There's legal. Oh, you don't like Pamela Voorhees? What is wrong Pamela's with you? Pamela's a good time. She's a great the time. The actress who played Pamela Voorhees doesn't even like Pamela Voorhees. Dang. <laughs> John. John has got so much sass Yeah, what's today? going on with you today, sassy John? I told you, two months of anxiety has come out of me, and now I don't know who I am anymore. It's your Peter Weller food, baby. Something There was some spice in that food, baby. I'm trying to detox. I think that's probably the problem. No, if you watch Crystal Lake Memories or Memoirs, Memories, Memories, uh, the actress who played Deborah Voorhees does Pamela. not like that she's rec- Pamela Voorhees does not like that she's recognized for that role. Like she's kind of annoyed by it. Like she actually doesn't like or didn't like people like commenting, like Alec Guinness regretting that he was Obi Wan Kenobi. Like he got sick of people recognizing him for that. He's like, I have an entire career. Like that's <laughs> what you're remembering me for. Yeah. So. So that's how I feel. All right. All right. Uh, all right. I don't know what to tell you. All right. But we're still going to have to take you out back and, and smack you around for the Bates Motel I mean, and Hannibal TV slanders. <laughs> there's so many. There's such a long list of reasons I need to be taken out back and smacked around. Like, that's like the least of them. No, just forget it. Now I feel bad. Yeah, you should feel bad. You guys are picking on me. No, this is what siblings do. <laughs> I'm Peggy. Leave me alone. <laughs> Uh, fine uh we'll switch gears you're off the hook for now for now for now (laughs) 
for now. Um, so after one impressive theatrical run, I'm sure you might have heard about it. Terrifier 2 is now available <laughs> on digital and streaming exclusively on Screenbox. Uh, to celebrate, Bloody Disgusting is throwing a Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving with art. Twitter watch party next Tuesday, November 22nd at 8 p.m. Eastern. If you've already seen Terrifier 2, then you might guess why this is the perfect way to ring in Thanksgiving. Uh, bring the mashed potatoes. Yeah. I'm seriously hoping that somebody listening has seen Terrifier 2 and is snickering or groaning. One or the other. I'll take either. Um, I will be there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Bloody Disgusting will be joined by director-creator Damien Leone, Terrifier 2 stars Lauren Lavera and Elliot Fulham, as well as Art the Clown himself, David Howard Thornton. They will all be in this uh, Thanksgiving party. If you don't have Screenbox yet, which there is a free trial option, hint, hint, um, keep an eye out <laughs> on Bloody Disgusting socials this week or sign up for the Bloody Disgusting newsletter um, because there will be some Terrifier 2 digital codes being given away this week leading up to that watch party um but yeah and if you don't know what a watch party is you basically just hit play at the start time follow along the hashtag thanks killing with art and you can participate in the conversation you can see them dropping insider knowledge about making this movie real time it'll be a great time so you know you Yay. should do it and i know there are some people who have tried out Screenbox in the past and they didn't like the dashboard Oh. Uh, because I admit it, it was not good. No, not that not. I had anything mm -hmm. to do with that in the first place. It is really good now. Yeah, so easy to get over. Yeah, like I, I'm, I still have issues with with Shutter's dashboard too. Like, there's still some functionality of that that I'm just not a fan of. But the make the the Screenbox dashboard's way better. So if part of the issue you just did not like having to deal with that, don't worry about it. It's taken care of. It's much much better. Yes little plug for screen box there bosses <laughs> gold star all right listeners your turn how do you feel about the ending of cabin in the woods see told you i was going to come back to that <laughs> what reason have i given you to take me out back <laughs> <laughs> I, want, I want five calls about this <laughs> oh god you can call her. I don't need. No, I'm not. I am not answering those calls. I am not listening to those messages. I don't need. You can listen. You screen them for me. Like Megan, quit picking on Peggy. That's what's. The, that's uh, what the messages are going to be. It's going to be fine. Nobody's going to call. You can. You can call or text us at two two four four seven five one zero four zero. The number is also in the show notes. Or feel free to email us be disgusting podcast at gmail dot com. Finally, Zena is going to make all our lives easier in the sea of horror movie options and clues in what's appearing soon that we should be watching. So, Zena, what should we be watching? Screenbox. Don't forget about Screenbox is available. Makeover. And also Bloody Disgusting TV. So, first, on Monday, uh, by the time this episode comes out, you know, it's already going to be out. But the found footage horror The Last Broadcast will be available on Shudder. And this movie is from 1998. A film crew ventures into the forest in search of the mythical Jersey Devil. So, if you haven't seen that one or you want to rewatch it, it's available. And then I'm going to go through Tuesday the 15th. And again, this is by, you know, by the time this episode airs, it'll already be out. So, crabs. Oh, excuse me. Crabs! Because, you know... <laughs> <laughs> a horde of murderous crab monsters descend on a sleepy coastal town on prom night and only a ragtag group of outcasts can save the day it'll be available on vod then shadows will be available on vod alma and alex live in an abandoned hotel deep inside the woods their mother a strict overprotective woman shelters them from the ominous presence known as the shadows but as the sisters grow older they become more curious Hmm. And then Slayers will be available on DVD. A group of superstar influencers are drawn to a reclusive mil billionaire, excuse me, I was going to say millionaire, but it's billionaires mansion only to find themselves trapped by an evil vampire. And the only way, you know, to be able to be saved is by a famous online gamer and an old school vampire hunter. So this one just sounds like it has everything that you need in your life in this movie. Then we also have R.I.P.D. 2, Rise of the Damned, available on DVD. I know that a lot of people didn't care for the first one. I like this movie. I think that they it's a good time. They made a second one? That's amazing. Yeah. But the marketing, it really hasn't been on and popping. So um, it's okay, though. They're doing their best. Recruited no. by R.I.P.D., <laughs> a resurrected sheriff returns to Earth to save humanity from a gateway to hell. Then also, you have your chance to own... Pearl on DVD. Yay, Pearl. Yeah. You can also own Halloween Ends. 
as well as revealer. So now we're going to move uh, past uh, Wednesday and just go to Thursday on the 17th. Presence will be available on VOD. Two young business partners are invited to a week-long yachting, yachting voyage with a potential investor. At night, Jennifer dreams begin to bleed into reality as others realize that Jennifer may have unknowingly brought something on board. What? What did she bring? We don't know yet. You have to watch it. And then on Friday, the 18th, we have the menu. This will be available in theaters. A young couple travels to a remote island to eat at an, to eat at an exclusive restaurant where the chef has prepared a lavish menu with some shocking surprises. And then moving on to next Tuesday... The 22nd, we just have a few more. Blood Relatives will be available in theaters and as as well as on Shudder. A vampire's lone lifestyle is thrown into disarray when a teenager shows up claiming to be his daughter. And she's got the things to prove it. On a road trip across America's black tops, they decide to, oh, excuse me, they decide how to sink their teeth into family life. Hmm, isn't that beautiful? Okay. Then next up, we have Nocebo. This will be available on VOD. A fashion designer is suffering from a mysterious illness that puzzles her doctors and frustrates her husband. Why would he be frustrated? Because she's sick. Doesn't he sound terrible already? <laughs> yes. Oh, thank yeah. you. Until help arrives in the form of a Filipino caretaker who uses traditional folk healing to reveal a horrifying truth and then last just in case if you did miss something in the dirt um i know that it was playing in some theaters was it last week i believe uh you'll be able to check it out on vod yeah yeah and that's the bloody disgusting podcast for this week everyone do you know what the hell you just listened to because i don't think we know what the hell we just did so it was a but welcome back if you'd like to read more from Megan, you can check out her reviews at bloodydisgusting.com and on Twitter at HauntedMeg. Xena can be found on her own website, realqueenofhorror.com, and the YouTube channel of the same name, or at Lovely Xena on Twitter. And you can hear me on my weekly, yay, horror narration <laughs> podcast, Creepy. Don't forget to hit subscribe on your favorite podcast app, and feel free to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at BeDisgustingPod, or drop us an email at BeDisgustingPodcast at gmail.com. So for this week, I'm John. I'm Megan. I'm Xena. Grab some popcorn, cozy up on the couch, and watch something you love. Just make sure it's something bloody. Bye.